Good morning. It's April 18th, and this is Dr. Jeff Thurston. Welcome to Doing Life, daily devotions for finding peace in stressful times. This is the audible companion to the book of the same name. Today's title is Insecurity. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Jeremiah thirty-one thirty-three. I played basketball in high school. Those of you actually from my high school might recall that I wasn't very good. Actually, you wouldn't recall that at all because I was usually on the bench anyway, and if I did play, it was usually only for a few moments. But when I did play, I was usually pretty nervous. After all, this wasn't practice. There were referees and a clock, and they were most definitely keeping score. So even if I was only on the court for a short time, I was fully aware that I could mess up and that in a close game, I might even be the reason we lost. Fast forward to 45 years later. I was 64 years old and about to take my first virtual reality violin lesson, courtesy of the never-ending pandemic with SARS-CoV-2. I am not giving a recital. There is no audience. Even my wife will make herself scarce, as she does when I'm practicing anyway. She will go to the other end of our house with the doors closed, probably in an effort to safeguard her hearing faculties. But despite this, I will become anxious right before the lesson begins, as I always do, even when face-to-face in my instructor's studio. Why? There's no clock. There's no scorekeeper. There's no referee, really. My instructor is the nicest, most patient, softest-spoken man ever. The game does not hang in the balance. The reason I become anxious is that I put all of these non-existent factors into play inadvertently, and mentally, since they don't actually apply. I am a type A, achievement-oriented individual, not unusual in a physician. Every note that I know I will get wrong, every Boeing that wanders up to the bridge, every poorly executed vibrato are all failures, right? Even if no one else is keeping track, I'm aware of the cumulative weight of my self-apparent ineptitude. Before the shelter-in-place order for the Dallas area, before the coronavirus was even being called a pandemic, we attended one of my eight-year-old grandson's basketball games. It was played with a smaller round ball, and there was a hoop and net involved, but otherwise it bore little resemblance to what I remembered from high school. Those second graders went out there and, well, had fun. While there was a clock, referees, and even a scoreboard, they were blissfully unaware that any of these elements carried much importance. There were no tears, no swearing, no serious injury, no bruised egos. Even when one team defeated the other by, say, 28-2, to for example, the losing players were not visibly upset. In fact, I'm not sure most of them were aware who had won and who had lost. There might be a reason Jesus wanted the little kids to come to him after all. Matthew 18.3 and 19.14. It seems that they play the game just for the enjoyment of it. They are, in fact, free of the insecurities and embarrassment and shame that will inevitably come from errors when they grow up. Christ said unless we could be like the little children, we certainly wouldn't be seeing the inside of the kingdom of heaven. God has showed us the way into his presence. He has forgotten our sins as though they never existed as far as the east is from the west, Psalm 103.11. He is not an angry coach, but is instead slow to anger and will not treat us as our constant mess-ups deserve, 
Psalm 103.8. My violin teacher doesn't get angry with me. I do. I'm the one who's insecure. If the children aren't too hard on themselves, maybe we shouldn't be either. Once we have accepted Christ and understand that he took our sins on himself, that he suffered the death penalty that we deserved, and that he then conquered death, well, then as Paul says in Galatians, we are free indeed. We need to live life a little more like the second graders. God isn't keeping a record of our sins and shortcomings, nor should we. We should wake up every morning, thank God for his grace that granted us salvation, and prepare ourselves to make sure that every word and deed of the coming day glorifies our God. Hallelujah! I really do like bouncing that ball, making a pass, and shooting at that hoop a lot more than I do keeping score. If you, Lord, keep a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so that we can, with reverence, serve you. Psalm 130, 3-4 Dear Heavenly Father, We love you because you first loved us. We thank you that just as we avoid putting pressure on and shaming our second graders when they make errors, we should avoid shaming ourselves and becoming more and more insecure as adults. Knowing that you have forgiven us and don't even remember us ever sinning allows us to come before you feeling clean and refreshed. Let your Holy Spirit energize us with this knowledge so that we might alleviate the guilt and shame of others who mistakenly feel they aren't good enough for anyone, and especially for you. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.